this time on the podcast. It's Californian singer-songwriter John Craigie. I found out about Craigie through previous guests, Rainbow Girls, who happened to be friends of his from back in California, and I was lucky enough to witness his first ever UK show in the latter part of last year. His music is a mixture of beautifully crafted, heartfelt songwriting and self-deprecating humour, which you'll hear if you delve into his back catalogue, particularly his 2016 live album. This first track comes from that first ever UK show right here in Nottingham. It's called Rough Johns and features Rainbow Girls on backing vocals. John's by John Craigie. 
Before Craigie took to the stage, I sat down with him to talk about how he came to be where he is right now. Initially, I wanted to know about where his love of music came from. Uh, mostly it was just being such a big fan of it, you know, I was sort of obsessed with it as a youth. Uh, you know, it sort of was like food to me, you know, I would need it all throughout the day and if I didn't have it for a while, I'd start to really jones for it. So I think once I was in the teenage years when you start to feel like you start to connect with that release that they're having on there and, and uh, I feel like I wanted to sort it's almost like this is a bad comparison but it's almost like seeing let's say like you're in, you're living somewhere in the country and then let's say there's a battle going on you know and you want to join the forces because you want to like fight for the good or whatever I felt kind of like that with music is that I I wanted to kind of join the, the the fight if you will of all these musicians I wanted to, to be to sort of like help out be part of that do what they were doing and so um, I didn't have any talent though you know that was one of the problems um my, i come from a very non-musical family you know no, no, no musicians or any even kind of regular artists and so i got the guitar and, and just worked um really really hard to make sure try not to suck you know and so that was a big part of it yeah cool um so who were the musicians at that point in your life that you decided were like the people you wanted to join forces with Mm, well, that's a funny. I was pe- people that I probably wouldn't associate myself with it now, but I was growing up in the '90s, so it was like a lot of that sort of cheesy '90s rock, or or not cheesy. I was listening to like a lot of Pearl Jam, Nirvana, um, uh, stuff from that, and then also things my sister was playing me from the '80s, whether The Cure and uh, U2 and uh, Depeche Mode and um, those kind of things that I I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I didn't, maybe in Beatles and stuff were starting to sink, sink, like sort of sneak in mid-high school. Um, but in the 90s was a weird time. It, during the 90s, in the early 90s especially, like a lot of classic stuff wasn't cool. That was kind of dad music. So stuff that I would later become obsessed with was sort of hidden from me. So a lot of that, a lot of the modern stuff, Green Day, I guess, was another one we listened to a lot of. Uh, but then it wasn't until about late high school that I got into Dylan and Stones and Dylan and all all of the good stuff, you know, uh, that sort of found its way in. Um, and th- that kind of launched me into a ne- another level of songwriting and another level of commitment to the craft. You know? Cool. So, th- so you went through and kind of found artists that made you think more maybe about sort of the craft and what you were putting across in your lyrics. Is that right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean that that music is just uh, better, you know. <laughs> and I think not. I don't mean to diss the '90s because I had a good time there, and there are some good people that you know. Radiohead was coming up at that time too, so there were some great artists. But I th- I was just connecting better with the songwriters, especially the songwriters of uh, of the '60s and '70s. Once I got once I started finding Joni Mitchell and James Taylor and Cat Stevens and all that stuff, then, then I just connected. That was and also that was just kind of more where I was coming from too. Is like the dude with the guitar as opposed to the, the big band and the loud rock and stuff. So that was a big part of it. Craigie had a diverse musical life before discovering where his passions lie. Since discovering that direction, he's honed a heartfelt style which has earned him fans on both sides of the Atlantic. One of my personal favourite songs from his latest album, No Rain, No Rose, is this next track, I Am California. You try to drown your sorrows 
shouldn't have taught them how to swim And now you are right back where you began Winter skies approaching All alone in the wasteland Alone is the only way That they let you in So drink all my wine Cut all my trees Make love on my beaches Smoke all my weed I am California Can you see? Wherever you roam, you'll always want me We struggle with our love We don't know what to let in Cause the new ones pay for the old ones Blinded by your shadow Faded on your love You don't know how deep you are Till you get pulled back up So drink all my wine Cut all my trees Love all my beaches, smoke all my weed I am California, can you see? Wherever you roam, you'll always want me You'll always want me 
You'll always want me. 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 California, a song about home and life struggles. Moving to Craigie's other home, Portland, Oregon, where he currently resides, we had a chat about the music scene in the area. You can tell he's passionate about it and all the music coming out of it. It's um, it's one of those towns right now where a lot of people are moving in, a lot of young people are heading there, um, and so the scene kind of feeds itself. The scene is cool, it gets cooler because more musicians are heading in. I'm, it has many sort of subsets. It's punk scene, it's got its metal scene. I'm sort of in that um, indie rock slash songwriter scene, which is really great. And they got, Portland's cool because it's got a lot of good venues and it's got a lot of people, other kinds of artists that are moving to Portland that, that want to go out at night and want to um, want to see good music. I joke and I say that in Portland, no one has real jobs. They either work uh, for a food truck or Etsy. I don't know if you guys have Etsy out here, but yeah, it's that website where they can you can knit some socks and sell them online. So... Um, so that makes it easy so you can play on a Monday night and, and not have to worry if someone's not going to come because of their 9-to-5 job. Um, but yeah, this, the scene's really good. It's really affordable there. Uh, the houses are great. I, I live in a house with a bunch of musicians, and that seems to be a common thing now, too. I, without sounding too uh, cocky or elitist, I, um, I compare it to sort of other eras, like maybe uh, uh, 50s in New York or 60s in San Francisco, that sort of... It does seem like something's happening for at least for a while now, so, yeah. Cool. So, who are some of those musicians that you're like, I don't know, maybe the ones you're living with, anyone that you would say people should definitely check out? Oh, definitely. Um, well, uh, my friends Shook Twins were here a couple of years ago, uh, and I live with their guitar player. Uh, There's a band called Fruition, which I don't know if they've come out this way, but they're a great Portland band. Uh, a lot of good songwriters come out of Portland. A guy named Jeffrey Martin, Anna Tivill, uh, uh Taylor Kingman, a lot of good um, people that I'm forgetting to right now in this moment. Brad Parsons, uh, yeah, so many uh, people that I that I usually try to work with or, or sing with, they're great, yeah. Yeah, venues in Portland. Um, just a quick bit about that. Um, what are your favorite ones to play? Uh, well, I... I recorded my live album at a place called Mississippi Studios, which is a great room. Uh, Doug Fur is, is where I'm playing in a few months. That's kind of a, those are two of sort of the premier sort of mid-sized rooms in town. There's a small one called Alberta Street Pub, which I, I'll go there when I'm doing kind of like a more small or kind of random type show. That one's beautiful. And then there's the bigger ones, Crystal Ballroom, uh, Aladdin Theater, which I haven't played at yet. Revolution Hall, those are bigger size rooms where I've seen good shows at it. I like, I, I aim for those, you know, that sort of someday, you know. Cool. Is there, is there a particular show, like, I don't know, is it the live album maybe that stands out as being kind of the pinnacle of your hometown shows? 
Uh, yeah, the, the live album that we captured is 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 pretty uh, classic. Um, last year, I had a CD release show um, at Doug Fur that was uh, with all the. My last album is all sort of Portland musicians and Portland themed, so we had about thirteen guys on stage, you know, all playing the songs off the record. That was kind of an epic night, and it had snowed um, a couple of days before, which is not normal for Portland. It happens maybe once a year, and the roads were all iced up, and so I thought no one's coming and end up selling out which was pretty cool so Portland's very supportive it's a great town it's nice to hear of a thriving and supportive scene far too many places lack that real support it's also difficult not to support Craigie when you experience one of his live shows everything's real he says what he's thinking and really interacts well with his audience this next live song shows a different comedic side of him it's called Michael Collins and tells the story of the Apollo 11 astronaut that didn't get to walk on the moon Queen in Rome Italy, just another little white boy staring at the star. Here when I turned 39, me and the boys, we hit the sky. We hit it where we never been before. Yeah, one small step for man, Jesus had But if it weren't for me, then boys would still be there. Whoa. Now when it came time to land, those two they shook my hand. They said we're calling you up when we need a ride. When they went down to the ground, and I floated around with all them stars still twinkling in my eyes. Yeah, one small step for man. This episode's guest, John Craigie. We finished up by talking about some what-if scenarios, which album he'd steal if he could, what he'd do with a time machine, and where in the world he'd play if he had the chance. Um, I actually was trying to work out, do you know what Half Dome is? It's in Yosemite. I don't know if you know where Yosemite is. That's a really sort of iconic national park in the United States. Um, I wanted to do a show on top of Half Dome, but it ended up 
the logistics of it were pretty difficult because um, you need a permit to hike up half them and they kind of dish them out like with a lottery so it would have been hard to kind of like amass a um, uh, anyone who wanted to go would have had a hard time getting there but I do I still have a I want to do some sort of mountaintop show that where people could hike up um, that'd be pretty cool it'd be cool to do just some sort of like landmark shows I've, I've always wanted to play uh, on the steps of uh, the Lincoln Memorial which is sort of a where Martin Luther King did that I have the dream speech and um, so anyway that, those would be some and then uh, there's a really cool beach in Maui called Red Sands Beach which has red, red sand and it's not too hard to get to but it'd be a bit of a journey so it'd be kind of I like the idea of these sort of destination gigs yeah I like the outdoor stuff awesome that's some cool places there if you had a time machine and you could go back and go just for the purpose of going to one show who would you go and see and where? Great question. Um, I think it'd be cool to see Robert Johnson. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, just because one of those guys where there was no, uh, where there is no sort of footage or even um, record of it, you know. Someone like him, early Woody Guthrie, uh, early Woody Guthrie show, um, sort of these legends that are almost like fairy tale figures in a way. That'd be pretty cool to see. Or um, I was just reading about, uh, I'm not really a classical guy, but uh, Stravinsky's like premiere of Rite of Spring, which was this sort of like yeah, crazy where people like rioted in the streets because it was too weird or some shit like that. And so, um, yeah, something like that, that sort of is historic, but there is no footage from. That'd be kind of cool. Be a cool show. But then, but then if we're getting into, I could answer that question with 40, you know, like, you know, an early Floyd show, you know, Floyd on the Dark Side of the Moon tour you know Dylan on the electric tour you know a lot of things would have been pretty cool so but I think I would choose something from you know pre live recording cool yeah okay um, if you could pick one album anyone else had written to everyone in the world would think it was your own and that you wrote it who which album would you choose that's a, that's a good question uh, shoot that's a great question I think about that sometimes in like the ultimate thief would be someone who had a time machine who could uh, who could um, either go and f go forward in time and you know listen to all these cool albums and then go back and record one or or um, you know take like a take like a Beatles album and then go like back into like the 30s or whatever uh, I think I would probably say something like uh, you know Freewheeling Bob Dylan is one of my favorites that to me is such a uh, blueprint for like all that is good in folk music that'd definitely be one of them um oh i'm trying to think what else is something that's like a really good song there the first john prine album too is another one that i look to as something but i don't know i'm very i'm i'm very sensitive i wouldn't want to steal from anybody you know i'm a good boy you know <laughs> i feel terrible but those those are albums that i think um it'd be kind of cool to bring uh sort of in my fantasy like i said taking an album and then bringing it back 100 years or so blow some minds those would be good yeah some great choices there from craigie sadly that's all the interview we've got for you this time it's time to finish off with a song and fittingly enough to close out the show it's the closing track from 2017's no rain no rose it's called all the salt don't forget to follow john on facebook buy an album go to a show or just get involved somehow i'm through with all this practicing i'm done with this rehearsing there's so much I want to leave behind 
Yeah, some will turn to dust Some will go to rust And I guess some things will be just fine I took my phone I skipped it like a stone Across the river That runs past your house I guess some things You can't look at On that little screen Some things you got to figure out For yourself And if you come with me All your sorrow will be As far away As it was when you were young And if you cross this sea All the salt you will need will be in the palm of your hand All the things that you thought that you needed Will be right back where you left them when you get home There'll be sunrise in the hills, wild horses in the fields, all the blackberries will be washed off with the rain. I don't mean to oversell it, all the highs and lows will tell it, but you must admit it's time for a change. And if you come with me, all your sorrow will be as far away as it was when you were young. And if you cross this sea, all the salt you will need will be in the palm of your hand. And all the things that you thought that you needed will be right back where you left them when you get home. Told me I would fail, oh I did not believe that My disbelief has been my greatest gift When you're born a pinky with no road to follow Then your choices are in Yes, and you'll be fine as long as you don't believe in it That a rolling stone gathers no moss, we gather everything Don't ask me to explain, I do not know Oh, I was not born to walk away, but I was born to know me to let go. I never asked for their forgiveness, never needed their acceptance. All their judgment is theirs and theirs alone. I just hope they have fun doing all that they are doing. I won't be around to see how it goes. And if you come with me, All your sorrow will be as far away as it was when you were young. And if you cross this sea, all the salt you will need will be in the palm of your hand. And all the things that you thought that you needed will be right back where you left them. If you ever choose to, if you ever choose to, if you ever choose to, if you ever choose to come back
Called Assault by John Craigie. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast a follow, a like, a comment or something, and come back next time for music and interview with Nottingham musician George Gadd. I'm Andy Proctor, and this is The Procast. <laughs>